Yeah, well, we know that employees who feel absolutely cared for at work are more than three times likely to be happy at work. So that directs direct, you know, translates directly into the bottom line. Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders and business owners with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. As a consultancy, we're here to help SMEs build resilient, high-performing teams and businesses quickly so they can innovate, deliver and thrive. If you would like to build a resilient team and business that creates, innovates and delivers, then do get in touch at julianrobertsconsulting.com. My first guest is uh, Kerry Davis Munro. Uh, welcome back, Kerry. Oh, it's fantastic to be here, Julian. I'm really privileged and delighted to be a part of the 100th show with you today. Well, it's good that you came back. I think you are my, might be in the second or third episode right back uh, when you believed that this could go somewhere. That was 18 months ago. So uh, I really appreciate you, you're back here today. Uh, I just let the audience know that you're an organisation wellbeing, food and behavioural coach, and also the author of the book Eat, Nourish, Flourish. So, what we've been looking at is is wellbeing. Wellbeing's been a a topic. I know it's very close to your heart. I think if I break you in two, you'd be wellbeing with running through you. Um, but it's also been a topic over the last two years of this pandemic. Um, in a good way and in a bad way. And so I wanted just to give some thought to what you've observed in the last two years from an organisational point of view uh, and from a, a wellbeing point of view. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I used to talk about well-being needing to be top of the agenda five years ago, my goodness me, in the last two years, am I talking about it needing to be top of the agenda um, I'm lucky enough to go into a variety of organizations, you know, in size, um, number of different demographics. And, you know, there's a context, Julian. The last two years have been um, exceptionally different and difficult for so many people. And organizations have had to adapt and are having to adapt and will have to adapt around that. Because, you know, when I speak to people, and the same as you, when we coach people one-to-one, when I go and do uh, group training or group coaching, I am seeing that people are fragile. We've had over two years now of us almost being in um, the equivalent of an abusive relationship where we're told we can do things, we can't do things. We're allowed to go places, we're not allowed to go places. And people have had to draw on all of their resilience in order to, to even sort of keep going. Um, and something I discuss a lot with Will Merther, who I who I do some um, sessions with, we've, we've seen something called a, a trauma brain or post-pandemic stress disorder, um, whereby people are exhibiting lots of the symptoms. If you look up P, uh, PTSD as a 17 symptom um, readout, even the most resilient of people are exhibiting some of those symptoms. And that is because we have been through this, you know, quite ridiculous time um, where we have literally not been able to come inside and control what we can control. We've been pulled in different directions. Um, it's interesting, the- to, just to, sorry, just interesting <clears throat> to frame it as yeah. that PTSD, actually, because I think we've 
all been through some traumatic thing in a small way, big way. And it's not just about your restrictions, but it, it's just that whole, I guess, mental health and the expectation to be resilient and all these things we get throwing onto people, actually framing like that. Because it's been going on for a long time. We're, t- we're coming up two years. A long, long time. And you know what? I'm going to read you something which I think is really apt. This is the Workplace Health Report 2022. These, these are these stats. Half of all workers feel fatigued. 25 to 34 are disproportionately affected by anxiety and depression. Female employees are three times more likely to seek mental help. Over half of employees are experiencing musculoskeletal pain and 94%, this is what employees should be listening to, 94% of employees are are motivated to make a change. So people have had enough, Julian. One good thing this pandemic has done is the sort of this, this abusive situation has caused people to question where they are and to realize that actually in workplaces, in relationships, wherever they are in life, in, in their different points of life and different aspects of life, to make some changes. So they've had enough of the narrative. They've had enough of the hypocrisy. And we are seeing this filtered down into different areas of their life. And it's caused people to question what they do and why they do it. So amidst this disillusionment is this unrest bubbling and, you know, this real need for change. So so on the backdrop of that, and it's a great sort of setup really in terms of the context we're in, um, if you're leading an organisation now, and, and I'm not just talking the sort of the transactional aspects of well-being, what what sort of and that's not putting the fruit out and the gym membership. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's okay. I feel that's really transactional. And for me, I think what's taught me about this whole pandemic is to do things more transformational and and, and significant changes that are not just adaptions. Let's go beyond adaptions. So, as a leader now, an organisation, what are think considerations we should be thinking about to um, I guess look after the well being of our staff because we know we look after the well being of our staff then it will start to drive productivity and therefore deliver sales and profits and everything else that comes with that. Yeah, well, we know that employees who feel absolutely cared for at work are more than three times likely to be happy at work. So that directs, direct, you know, translates directly into the bottom line. And, uh, you know, I, I don't feel any longer that we're having conversations with leaders to say, look, and explain what this does. I believe leaders now know, you know, although I'm asked to provide the return on investments, inve- investment, etc. But we know the sort of likelihood has increased over 35%, you know, through this pandemic. So w- when we see what's happening in the circles of, I call, a sort of out of our control, whatever our government are doing, saying, and we know that there's such hypocrisy, what they want from their leaders is the opposite. They want strong, honest, and open leadership. They want clear communication. Um, They want sensitivity. My goodness me, we've been through so much. People have been through so much. They need leaders to be sensitive to them um, and they need to be listened to. So a well-being program isn't, as you say, just implementing this quickly, that quickly, getting this in, getting that. It's a comprehensive strategic approach that needs to be brought in. And it encompasses the culture of that organization, Julian, because all of us are not only thinking about how we work right now, but we're thinking about why we work. Mm -hmm. And if employers aren't thinking about this, you know, it's called the great reshuffle. That's what the data is showing us. Um, And people are not fulfilled. 
So this is what I would say would be the top things. They have to replace this sort of work hard, hustling, work late culture that we've seen over the last 10 to 15 years with a strategic and comprehensive well-being and cultural strategy, which filters down into every single area of HR. And you know my background is HR. It has to filter into everything from recruitment to that leaving interview so that we understand the full picture and can get a full temperature of what's going on without that within that organization. Um, you know, I was going to say within um, LinkedIn, they've been doing um, a, a real uh, insight piece into what's going on. And they said on LinkedIn, members change jobs 54% more year on year. So employees are in the driver's seat. So first of all, replace that work hard culture with honest, open communication and linking things like diversity inclusion is coming up top at the moment, Julian. So that has to be incorporated into those seven dimensions of well-being. And it's interesting on that, that sorry, that work hard sort of play or work hard, play hard mindset, which is just a, a nonce really, is I've been talking mm. to a lot of organizations about getting more about forget about productivity in a sense, look about results-based. You know, if somebody can do something in six hours, then great. Why should they have to stay to eight, nine, ten hours? That's brilliant. Look for the result, look for the outcome. And, you know, just as you and I, when we go into organizations, we're based on our outcomes, on our results. Absolutely. <laughs> Not how many hours we work or anything else. And it, it's just shifting that mindset, isn't it? What are you trying to get out of this individual in terms of what, what is the result? What's the KPI if it's measurable? Just focus on that. Don't worry about the how they're going to do it. Obviously, support them and, and obviously don't create a structure that's all about working hard, but actually make it results-based. Absolutely. And trust people. You know, we are going back to this, you know, my point three here and what, um, what should be the focus in 2022. Leaders should think about upgrading the hybrid workplace. That's listening to people. Oh, my goodness me, they went from working in an office to working at home from day to day. Trust them to get the job done. Then if they don't, manage it. But my goodness me, we've got to listen to people and what they want and what they want out of this hybrid working because they've proved they can work at home. You can't just force people back into situations where well, you can, but you will lose out. And when we did force people back in September, there was an absolute spike in burnout and a dip in happiness, the data mm -hmm. shows, Julian. So from September to now, there's been a difference. And that's because we've had to go back to this more of a, you know, work from home environment. So leaders need to hear that and also think about the internal mobility um, and transformation, moving the talent around an organization. This comes out as top for leaders in 2022 to really understand how to grow people, how to restructure organization to facilitate the well-being that relies on people's growth and their mindset um, and being motivated, Julian, and, and happy to work for that business. Yeah, and it, it comes down to this, this style of leadership, whether it's uh, elements of role modeling, which is really important because obviously that, that sort of demonstrates what we're expectations, uh, but that whole listening. Um if I was to ask you, uh, just before we, we close, I know this has gone really short, uh, Kerry, because um, I'm, I'm, we're getting 10 minutes or so of each yeah, uh, inspiration. If, if I was to ask you, what one word would describe your the future of 2022 or the expectations? Uh, just, just to give an example, my, my, my word is, is, is agility. I think this year is all about being agile, not about 
resilience, all about being agile and moving around and allowing people to really go after things really quickly. Uh, what would be your word in the context of what you operate in? I guess, um, you know, a, a, apart from well-being, obviously, I guess for people, what I'm seeing, as I said, this is the great reshuffle. People are no longer just to, just thinking about how they work, but why they work. So my word would be fulfillment. People aren't happy just to be any longer. They're looking for yeah. fulfillment and looking to be looking for a better way of life, you know, whether that's through health, whether that's through work, well-being, but fulfillment. Brilliant. I like that. That's a really good word, actually. That really summed it up. Well, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for your uh, wisdom. Pleasure. Thank you for um, packing so much in, as you always do. <laughs> and uh, I will see you another time, I'm sure. Yeah, wonderful to be with you today, Julian. Thank you so much for having me back. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you. If you like this episode, then please do rate, review and share with your friends and colleagues. As a consultancy, we help SMEs build resilient, high-performing teams and businesses quickly so they can innovate, deliver, and thrive. If you'd like to build a resilient team and business that creates, innovates, and delivers, then do get in touch at julianrobertsconsulting.com.